Okay. Oh, I'm on. <clears throat> Howdy, everybody. Oh. So tonight um, is going to be a little different service. Um, if you came to just watch and hear, there's more to come. It's going to be interactive because guess what? God's interactive. So um, don't fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Unfasten it because here we go. First of all, who here in the room is a believer? Would you raise your hand? All righty. Me too. Take that hand for a minute and put it right here. I want you to close your eyes for just a minute. And I want you to sort of take a minute and realize who you have right there with you. That you have the spirit of the living God right there. You have the anointed one right there. You are never alone. You have the Christ within you who has overcome all sickness, every disease, all oppression, all fear. So just take a minute and know that because of who you carry, he's here with us tonight. He's in you, he's on you, and he's all around you. And we're going to celebrate the very presence of God tonight. My prayer is that he radically touch you with a greater awareness of who you are in him. That you're not from planet Earth. You're from the kingdom of God. You are a citizen of the kingdom, and you carry his presence. And my prayer is that you take a greater awareness of that, and when you leave here tonight, that you go out and you leak all over wherever you go, the highways, the byways, into the schools and into the businesses. That's my prayer, that you become little glory carriers, that you release the glory, the goodness of God wherever you go, that there's no accident where he places you, that you are on assignment. So just feel that presence. Take a moment every day and realize who you carry. I want to do just a little bit of foundation work before we go on, before I release this testimony. So we're going to have a few scriptures up here, and I believe we need a good foundation 
I believe we need the word because the word feeds us. The word propels us onto that next place. So for just a little while, um, Ellen's going to put some scriptures up. And I'm going to have you not do a lot. I'm not even going to have you look it up. I'm going to ask you to just let me read them over you, that you receive them into that place where you just had your hand. So the first scripture I have is Luke For with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing, nada, zippo, nothing. Is anybody here facing anything impossible? No? Has anybody ever faced anything impossible? Amen. And with God, all things are possible. So 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you, right? He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's the kind of power you carry. We are loaded up with an overcoming power that is greater than he who is in the world. That's a power I get excited about. I hope you get excited about it, that you don't just take it for granted, that it's, it's something to be reckoned with. Um, Matthew 19, 26. With God, all things are possible. All things. And that's like an instrumental word, A-L-L. I love it because it includes everything. There's nothing outside of that. All all things are possible. And then Psalm 107, 20. He sent, his, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I've been through one or two destructions, and it was without God. So my recommendation is always have God there if you're facing destruction. Amen. Um, Because he will deliver you. He's delivered me from a couple of destructions. Hallelujah. Um, God sent his only begotten. Let's see, where are we? Um, 1 John 4.13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Again, I just want you to realize what you carry. This is... This is the luxury of being a Christian. I know because I went many years without anything except just blood and, I don't know, organs and other things in there, but not with, without his Holy Spirit. So I took the hard road, and I took the hard road around the mountain a couple of times. So really, I recommend Holy Spirit on the inside. Romans 8.10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So that's good that we're made anew, that we don't have to carry around a stinky, fleshy body, um, and that we are new, that our spirit makes us new 
um, and that we can, we can live life out of that. And even when we mess up, there's forgiveness. Uh, even when the flesh rises up and, and, and causes us to slip here and there, we can still go to forgiveness to the Father and receive that and just let the flesh die once again. My flesh has died many more than I care to count. But Psalm 103, 1 through 6. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your inequity, who heals all your diseases. He's got benefits. The best benefits ever. He heals all our diseases. He heals all our infirmities. He frees us. He rescues us. He delivers us. He protects us. So don't forget. So I believe and I know that God heals. I believe and I know that we serve a God of miracles, that he opens the ears of the deaf. He opens the eyes of the blind. And you know what? The lame walk. Hallelujah. And he raises the dead. Um, that's on my bucket list. So if any of you fall down dead, I will be there, I promise you. And I will be there praying that you rise up. So I pray, this has been my prayer, that this is a night of miracles. So if you've got anything going on, if you are facing anything hopeless, impossible, if you have an addiction or an affliction or um, some sort of sickness, illness, I'm praying that God meets you here tonight, that you leave here transformed by the miracle power of God. I know he's a miracle worker, and I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to release my testimony, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, so this is a very special night um, that Pastor Jeff had talked about. So I'm sharing with you an incredible night. This is like my birthday. This is like a night when God redeemed me and set me free from grief, from heartache, from physical pain, from emotional pain. It was August 17th, 2007. I had to think. I don't do time, but I, I got that right. Um, so I... I am sharing with you my most intimate time with God. I'm sharing with you where he took me outside of time, it seemed like, and just released me into a whole different world. It's like, here we go, Ray, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and here you go, Ray 2.0. So my prayer is that you experience that same sort of thing. Um, so I did a little bit of research because we had, I've, um, let me back up a little bit. Um, so we, we had a healing conference here in 2007. We'd only been in this building um, not even quite a year. 
And Bill Johnson was here from Reading, uh, Randy Clark, a very famous teacher, uh, Leif Hetland, who is like um, part of our family here. We had a healing conference here. And um, at that particular time, um, I want you to take note of this. Um, one particular night during that conference, we were leaving. It was about midnight. And this sweet little girl that I knew came running after me and said, Ray, 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 you got to come, you got to come look quick, look quick. And she took me back into the gym and Randy Clark was in there. That was the overflow room for the conference. Well, there was a lady in some sort of contraption that I still don't know what it is. It looked like a full body wheelchair. I don't know. And she was coming up out of that and she was walking, not just a few steps, she was walking over to Randy Clark. And the thing of it was, she had MS. They said she had MS. And she was walking, which was, for me, I knew that it could be a really big deal. So um, I went home, and I thought, wasn't that cool? But during that day, Bill Johnson was teaching about the power of the testimony, um, Revelation 12. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, they overcome. Now, testimony, in, um, it's a Hebrew word, and Angie helped me look it up because I really wanted to see it in black and white, what it meant. I, people have been teaching me and telling me about this, but I wanted to see what it, what it was. And it's the Hebrew word, U-W-D, Ood, <laughs> I guess, Ood. Um, and it means to repeat and do again. So that it is true. What Bill Johnson said, he was right on. It, by the, the testimony means do it again. So lo and behold, here I was. The next morning I came in bright and early, met back here in the prayer room. We had um, a, a group of prayer warriors that we were um, going in. Uh, we were preparing the place with prayer. Uh, the conference hadn't started yet. And uh, we, were, we were just pressing into God um, for miracles and for the glory of God and the presence of God. And you know what? Over in the corner over there was this lady. And she was laughing. She was like party of one. And I looked over at her, and I, I didn't know her name, but I just looked over at her, and I, I just like, I don't even know if I was talking to her or anything. I was like, I need me some of that. And with that, I guess it was an invitation. She came over to me, and she, she, she had me stand up, and I stood up in front of her, and she said, I take authority and dominion over MS, and I command it to go now. Well, that's sort of the last I heard. My cane fell to the side, and she took me by the hand, and we were just doing this, and we were laughing. And I tell you what, I felt like a little girl out on a playground. It, everything else just fell away. Her name is Dorothy. Dorothy, if you're listening, I love you, dear. God bless you. I am forever grateful to you. Um, it was just she and I out on the playground with God. 
And I didn't feel any of those warm, tingly. I didn't feel any of those sorts of things that people report. I will. I will. <laughs> um, well, Pastor Mike, um, I was diagnosed with primary progressive MS, which is a progressive form of MS. Um, it's sort of just a downhill sort of thing. You start losing um, all kinds of things. I had, um, the last time I was in the hospital, they um, told me they would not release me unless I agreed to go home with a wheelchair. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble walking. I lost a lot of the use of this hand, and I was starting to lose some of the sight in this eye. Uh, the optic nerve had lesion on it. My whole brain looked like, the last time I saw the MR, it looked like Swiss cheese. There were lesions on it. It was just dark and light, dark and light, dark and light. Um, and that was sort of the condition that I was in. Um, you know what, I do need to back up. You were right. Did you read my notes? <laughs> you know the story. So let me back up a little bit. I sort of got ahead of myself. And, you know, it's sort of hard sometimes to go over the beginning of my testimony because um, um, our son Jordan, um, he had like genius IQ. He was a lot of fun to be around. He had a really ornery grin. And so um, when he walked into the room, he could really light up a room. But I also noticed that people would scooch up to the edge of the chair because if, if, if there was, if you, if you fell asleep around him, you would be the one with the mustache, with the magic marker, or your, your eyelashes gone, or something like that. He was just sort of, you didn't, you didn't dare fall asleep around him. He was um, very generous. He would give you the shirt off his back. He was, um, you know, he was our firstborn son. He was the apple of our eye. And uh, uh, you know, sometimes this is hard to talk about. Sometimes I can just spit it right out. Sometimes it's hard. Tonight it's hard. Anyway, our beloved Jordan, um, 21 years old, he was shot to death. He, he bled to death in my arms. I tried frantically to save him. I tried mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. I tried putting my fingers in the bullet hole. I tried everything. I tried out to God. I cried out to Jesus. And he, he would stop breathing and I would I would talk to him and tell him to start breathing again and you know what he would he would start breathing again he listened to his mama to the very end and he would take another breath he would try and take another breath and then 
and then he couldn't. And he bled to death. So, um, he was murdered. Um, he was taken way too young. Over the next 18 months, um, our lives just fell apart. Jordan's girlfriend came to us and told us that she was pregnant with his baby. And I was like, hallelujah, there's some grace and mercy here. Uh, my daughter Jolie and I went full speed ahead with this. Um, we took his girlfriend in, to the midwife. We went on shopping sprees. We did a great big baby shower. We just went all in. We were, Jolie was a teenager, and she was spending a little bit of money she made to buy baby clothes. Um, about the time, you know, doing pregnancy math, which is sort of beyond my capability sometimes. Um, but Jim came home one night, my husband Jim, and he, he looked at me, and he said, you know, if this was Jordan's baby, it should have been born by now. And then he had a really, really weird look on his face, one I'd never seen. And he had a heart attack. He had several heart attacks through the night. So... Um, Our house was filled with paramedics once again, and um, our kids were super traumatized by having all the paramedics, by having their dad taken away on a stretcher. You know, this is all triggering what happened to Jordan. Uh, by the grace of God, Jim's okay. Hallelujah, praise God. No heart damage. Um, and about two weeks later, our daughter Jolie had a nervous breakdown. We had to hospitalize her. The, the trauma of seeing her dad in such dire straits, the loss of this baby because the baby didn't come when it should have, if it had been Jordan's, um, and she had a nervous breakdown. Um, not too soon after that, uh, Jim, who had worked for this company forever and ever and ever, was loyal and a good employee, was laid off. As it turns out, he was unemployed for three years. So, um, life as we knew it just slipped between our fingers. It was like sand. We didn't know who we were. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, and that's how we showed up at The Rock. Hello, here we are, devastated, shattered, shredded, in pain, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, we had an, they had what um, JR called up the altar uh, ministry teams. I had no idea what that was, but I ran for it in my walker. And, um, Lo and behold, uh, Pastor Lindy was there, and she was the first person who pr 
prayed for me. And it was the first time I could feel just a little smidgen of hope, just a little smidgen of um, freedom from the pain uh, that oppressed us. Um, Within six months of being here at The Rock, Jim got a job. Hallelujah, praise God. So, back to the conference in the back. And Dorothy's praying for me. Got that? I took you around, and now we're back, okay? All right. Sorry about that. Thank you, Mike. Um, So she's praying for me. And where did I leave off? Oh, Cain went to the side, and we were sort of in this great place with God. And she, something we had learned during the conference was to ask the person if they could try and do something they couldn't do before. So she said that same thing. And um, I had lost this thing, this, I don't know, it's a reflex. So going up and down stairs was a nightmare. It was a whole had to strategize it or hang on to Jim for dear life. So I said, let's go try the stairs. We came out to these very stairs right here, and I was able to go down them. Oh, yeah. Let's try and go up them. Oh, yeah. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay. I'm a whole enchilada kind of girl. So I said, Dorothy. Let's run. So I took her by the hand, and we, we, I gave it everything I had. And you know what? I bit the dust right about here. <laughs> I'm surprised I did not have rug burns from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet because I just slid it right in. And, um, you know, it was one of those moments. Do you go for it or you do? You know, that was pretty good. I'd, I'd take stairs. That's, yeah. But you know what? I wanted it all. So it's like, come on, Dorothy. Let's try again. So off we went. We ran and we ran and we ran. I was screaming. I remember being back by that nursery window and screaming hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we came all the way around. And... um, that was just the beginning of the beginning. Uh, I, I, I could move my legs. I could, I could run. I could walk. I could dance. It's like I got a whole new lease on life. Um, I don't want to leave anything out, so I'm going to have to look at my notes to make sure I don't forget anything. Um, oh, this is... So um, there was a lot. There were some people who were there. Who there, is there? Anybody here in the room who was here? There's Dan, and Sue. So uh, the worship team that was was starting to um, do practice that day, and I came back. Uh, I was like a missile into that prayer room afterwards, and I, I was just screaming and couldn't breathe and screaming and praising God and. Um, <clears throat> The next day, um, I called my kids 
to come over to the house. I said, oh, meet me. Meet me at the house. Come on by. So I, they, I gave them a particular time. They were on time. I, I was out in the lawn waiting for them. And I waited for them to come over to me. And, oh, this was the fun part. I took them by the hands. And we started twirling around and dancing and dancing and dancing. No cane, no walker, no wheelchair, nothing. I was dancing with my kids in my front yard. Aaron, my son, pointed out that I had muscle. All this muscle had gone concave. There was nothing there on my leg. He said, you have muscle back. I look down, it's like, oh, hallelujah, there's a muscle. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there. It's stuck. So, two weeks later, Jelly got married. I got to walk down the aisle with my son, Aaron. I mean, walk. Yeah, walk. I didn't hobble. I walked. Um, and I'm going to back up again. Um, when we were really going through it, the Lord gave me a vision. And he showed me breaking my cane over my knee, holding it up in the shape of a cross, and just like victory and thanksgiving to him. And then my family around me and everybody was happy and everybody was having a good time. When I got that vision, nobody was happy. Nobody was having a good time. We were, we were broke in every way possible. We were in pain. My kids were in pain. And it was the farthest thing from what reality was. So if you get a vision or if you get a word, you hang on to it and you pray for, pray about it. Because I got many words that prophesied that I'd have a testimony. I got many words that I would be up out of my wheelchair. I thought they were crazy. I wrote it down and I prayed over it. And I still have them and I cherish them because those were God's promises and he was faithful and he was true. Um, let's see. I had a point there, but it, it ran out that way. <laughs> so if it comes back around, I'll grab it. <laughs> so uh, Jim and I at the wedding, and I'm thinking back to this vision God gave me. And you know what? My family's happy. My son is happy. My daughter's happy. I'm surrounded by happy people. And I'm dancing with my husband. We're dancing to the love shack, if anybody of you are <laughs> old enough to know what that is. But we were grooving out um, that night and dancing, dancing, dancing. Um, so back to that lady. Back to that lady I saw in the gym. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, they overcome. Do you think it was an accident? I saw her heal the MS the night before. I mean, I saw her at midnight. By the very next morning, I was taking a, a lap around the sanctuary. 
I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that. Um, also, um, another thing I want to point out was that in the very beginning, uh, when we had first started coming to the church, there was a lady in healing rooms who gave me a prophetic word. And she said, when you step out and you start praying for other people, that's when you'll be healed. I wrote it down. I stuck it in my Bible. I was like, sure. I was, I was far from praying for anybody. But as it turns out, during that healing conference that we had, I had taken a whole bunch of classes so that I would be released to be on the altar ministry team. That very conference was the very first time I stepped out and started praying for other people. And I got healed, just like that prophetic word said. So hang on to those prophetic words. God is so true. He's faithful to his promises. So hang on to them. Um, where are we? So, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, they overcome. I'm releasing my testimony to you. I'm just not up here flapping my gums. I'm purposely releasing my testimony to you. So, if you, um, are financially struggling, if you are dealing with lack, if you are dealing with a disease, an illness, a sickness, grief, the loss of a loved one, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, if you are struggling with guilt, shame, condemnation, oh my goodness, let me tell you about the guilt I felt. For Years, I could still see my son's blood on my hands. It wasn't until we came to the church, we took a few classes, um, and I was able to release the shame, the guilt, the condemnation of not being able to protect my son, of not being there when he needed me. I mean, the, the guilt was enormous. So if you're dealing with any guilt, Shame, condemnation. I release this testimony to you for freedom. Um, if, you're, if you're scared, I tell you what, having somebody pass away like that right in front of you, it, it will bring up some fear issues, let me tell you. Um, if you've been injured, if you're broken, if you're lost, if you're hurting, this testimony is for you. If you feel helpless, if you feel hopeless, this testimony is for you. So, here's part of the interactive part, just one part of it. I'm going to have you stand up. I want you to think a little bit about your own life. I want you to think about what God's done in your life. And I'm going to have you, even though it might be awkward, and we're going to be talking over each other's voices, I want you to start verbally right now in the sanctuary, start telling God what he's done for you.
He's healed you. He's rescued you out loud. Cry out to him. Start thanking him. More, more, more. Louder, louder, louder. Tell him what he's done for you. Thank him. Lift up your voices louder. You're releasing your testimony in here. This place is going to be impregnated with testimonies. Let it go. This place is going to be rich for miracles. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you that you never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you. You just planted seeds. And you know what the crop is? The crop is miracles. The soil here is rich. We're going we're gonna to release our faith in this place that there's a, there's a harvest of miracles. Not just tonight but that this is a place of miracles, that we set a marker in this place, that this place is known for miracles, that this is the place where you can come and you can receive the miracle-working power of a living God who loves people, who is a good God. This is the place of miracles. So God is the supernatural God. He's going to do all the work. There's nothing normal about God. So we have to come up out of normal. I'm asking each one of you to let normal go. Normal is not our friend. Set your expectations on the supernatural on new dimensions of God, new paradigms of his kingdom. Our reality is his kingdom. That's where we live from, and that's what we're bringing to planet Earth. That's what we've been called to do. We are seated with him in heavenly places, and we have more power in our little finger than all of Satan. I want you to remember that. Go ahead and wiggle your little pinky. Yes, you have more power there. Is time up? No? Can you do that video? This is a video. This is similar to um, Robbie Dawkins. This is Todd White. And I just want you to understand and and no
know the kind of power we walk in. So go ahead. I'll be quiet. They told me earlier, they said he's 80% deaf in one ear and completely deaf in the other one. He calls this one his good, bad ear and the other one his bad, bad ear. Cover up that other ear. Cover up your other ear. Uh, uh, yeah. In Jesus' name, command these ears to open right now. Deafness, I curse you and command you get out. Jesus' name, ear open now. Spirit of deafness, I command you get out now. Jesus' name. Now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Jesus. Jesus loves you. He goes, hey, I, I, more than my hearing, I want something that's real. I don't want something that's fake. I've lived and known fake for too long. I don't want that. And I said, man, I said, well, Jesus is authentic. The gospel is authentic. And so we're just sitting there praying for him and praying for him and not seeing breakthrough at first. Father, I thank you that from this day forward, these ears open in Jesus' name complete wholeness and hearing. God, I thank you in Jesus' name that deafness leaves this man, that 100% healing complete from this day forward, these ears will hear in Jesus' name. Can you hear me? Ah, that's way better than before. Amen. Way better. I, Amen. I don't have to be perfect. I, I know, just... but I want, I want your ears to get better because Jesus paid the price for you to be completely healed of hearing loss. He paid the price for us to be healed of all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases. He paid the price, not me. He did. So I'm just trying to give him the reward of the suffering. Well, right now, my ears are still kind of popping. I don't... Are they uh, popping right now? Like Rice Krispies, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Is that normal? No, no. Jesus, thank you that all this popping and cracking would go. In Jesus' name, deafness, I command you, let him go now. In Jesus' name, right now, ears open. In Jesus' name, brand new, brand new. God, thank you. In Jesus' name, open. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Can you hear this? Yeah. yeah. Did you see that, Evan? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I can hear, but now I can't talk. <laughs> you can hear, but you can't talk. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you for healing and healing. Jesus name. He says, I haven't cried in 20 years. 
since my dad died at my dad's funeral. And I'm not, I wasn't going to cry ever again. But I'm crying now. These are good cry, good cry. I snapped my fingers again and cried harder. Snap, snap, snap. I can hear it. I can hear it. And so his deaf ear opened up. It's just so beautiful. Snap, it's never sounded so good. <laughs> I love you too. Oh, thank you. Well, I could pay someone to snap beside me all afternoon. <laughs> this is awesome. This is real. The real. This is real. That's right. Fake stuff don't come from That's Jesus. That's right. No, it doesn't. Jesus is the one. He's the real deal. It's the authentic gospel. He's the one that opens the ears. He's the one that opens the eyes. Yeah. And heart. And hearts. And enables a man that hasn't cried for 20 years to cry. It, it terrified me. I, I can't witness to people. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. I go to grocery stores and the lady says hi and I say plastic. That's Jesus. That's good. Amen. <laughs> and so now you're going to be able to witness. Severely. Severely. You're going to terrify the devil every day. I plan on it. He got the real authentic gospel. God touched him, healed his ear, and the first thing he says out of his mouth is that I'm going to be an amazing witness. Why do we get endued with power so that we can be an amazing witness? And this guy, like, immediately confessed it. I just love it. He said, I came here to this school not believing this stuff. He goes, but this thing changed my life. Like, it's changed the way that I see. Now it's changed the way that he hears. And so he's going to go out there and give the devil a bad day. I just love it. That's what happened. He hasn't cried in 20 years. He <laughs> said, let's go out and hear some stuff. Go listen to stuff. I love you. Bless you. My prayer is for you not only to just go give the devil a bad day, but go give him a bad year. Go give him a bad 50 years. Amen. Um, this is who we are. We're all Todd Whites. This is who we are. We don't have to do anything special. So stand up real quick. Now, the person on your right I'd like for you to pray for their physical healing. Doesn't have to be anything super special. You can say, be healed in Jesus' name. Ask them if they feel better. You may have to, you may have to squeeze in so that you can hold hands. Just to your right.
All right. Now I'd like for you to pray for the person on your left for their emotional healing. Okay, good job. Did anybody feel anything? Raise your hand. I just want to count of hands. Did anybody feel anything? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Do you know that it is somewhere scientifically proven that 30 seconds of prayer can change an atmosphere? 30 seconds. Remember that. Um, Okay, two things. Draw a little line there in front of you. That's about as far as Satan wants you to go. you, if you dare, step over that line into what God has for you. Amen. Amen. Yes. Into victory. Into victory. You are now over that line, and I invite you, now that you've stepped over that line, to do a victory lap with me. You are now in the victory zone. So, we're going to start right here. And we're going to form a line, and we are going to run for it. You, whatever victory you need, if you haven't received your victory, do this victory lap in faith that it's coming or that you're tearing it down right now. So, And if you've had a victory in the past, do a victory to God right now. So get your jogging shoes on. Okay, here we go. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Woohoo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Go for it, everybody. Here we go. Here we go. Give it all you got. Where are you going? Come on. Here we go.
Jesus. Thank you. Woohoo! I'll tell you what, let's give Jesus a great hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're going to continue in worship. But I just want to tell you, first of all, let's give Ray a great hand. That was an awesome testimony. Thank you, Ray. Great. I want to let you all know, though, we have an incredible conference coming up in about, it's about 30 days from now. It's on the 28th, a little over 30 days, but it's the 28th of September through the 30th. We have three of the most amazing people. We talk about conferences. We have them once a year here. You don't want to miss it. Sign up soon because the price goes up September 3rd, I think it jumps, or the 2nd. Or, so the price goes up. So make sure you sign up. Go online to therock.org. We have Jennifer Toledo, who is Sean Boltz's pastor. Tremendous anointing, release of healing. Very, very powerful. Uh, we also have Bob Hazlett, who's been here before, tremendous prophetic word. And then the guy that in the last prophetic conference in Bethel turned everything upside down. Uh, his name is David Wagner from Australia. And he, all three of them are going to be here. Do not miss out on this. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. Let's give Jesus another hand as we continue in worship. <laughs> 